The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling With Jonas Live, episode 295. And uh, I've got an awesome guest for a Thursday evening. Uh, one of the most informed pro wrestlers on the UK scene in 2023. Uh, he's none other than the TNT Ignition Champion. And more recently, and we're going to get into this, the Odyssey Pro Heavyweight Champion. Uh, the actual war fighter, RPD. Ryan, how are you doing? And thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing, my friend? Good, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me on. You're very, very welcome. And like I said to you off air, uh, you've been on uh, on my list of guests to reach out to for a long time now. And and to be honest with you, it couldn't be any more uh, relevant, especially after what happened at the weekend. But uh, before we get started, uh, just a quick message to my live audience at home. Uh, and if you want to get in touch, uh, you can do. If you want to send uh, RPD any questions or any comments for the show, please go ahead. Uh, just send them through to us using your chosen device. They'll ping through to us and uh, we'll bring them up on screen at the relevant time, uh, hopefully during the course of this interview. Um, and uh, so recent interviews, recent guests I've had on in the month of April alone, we've got to Ace Matthews that came on the show uh, last week, I believe, uh, just seven days ago, uh, doing some great things up north with uh, True Grit, with Tidal Championship Wrestling and 1PW. Uh, so that's a really fun uh, uh, interview with Ace Matthews. Uh, and uh, just two days ago, it's been a busy week for Jonas, but just two days ago, I had Niwa on the show doing amazing things in the South and the Southwest of the UK, especially for All Star, Southwest Wrestling and various other promotions. Um, but so we had a great conversation with Niwa uh, live from the South, uh, from the All Star Wrestling South Training Academy, uh, and Joel Redman even paid us a, a little cameo there um, during a training session. Uh, but to also to let you know that we're getting ever closer to episode 300. And two days ago, during my Niwa interview, I, I announced that my guest for episode 300 is going to be none other than Nina Samuels. Nina Samuels will be uh, uh, gracing us with her presence May the 15th. So uh, a little over, yeah, nearly nearly three weeks away, less than three weeks away, but we'll have Nina Samuels on the Wrestling With Jonas podcast for episode 300. But today I've got this man here for episode 295, and I'm going to bring up a picture uh, before we start chatting. Look at that there. Um, RPD, RP Davies with all the gold and uh, hot off of a very exciting weekend for you for uh, Odyssey Pro. Uh, where you became uh, their heavyweight champion. And uh, beautiful belt uh, looks even better over your shoulder, RPD. But uh, a hell of a weekend for you. Um, I mean, if you had to sum up, um, I think it was Saturday, wasn't it, in Morecambe? If you had to sum up that that kind of whole occasion. And um, I mean, have you had a chance for it to, to set in yet? And, uh, you know, have you had a chance to sit back and reflect on what an awesome day that was? It, uh, not really, no. Uh, no. <laughs> Special. That's the only word. It sum it up. It was special. It was a special, uh, a really special night for my career. It was a special night, I think, for Odyssey as a company. Um, and it was just something that I'm just so incredibly proud of, and not not just of me, of of, of everybody involved that kind of made <laughs> that happen. 
over the past two years. That's like everything we've been working towards, and it all kind of paid off on this sort of uh, perfect. You know, I don't, I don't want perfect's a strong word, but it really was like a kind of a perfect moment where it all worked out how we how we hoped it would. So yeah, just really really proud. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk a bit about the, the match itself in a moment. But uh, uh, you mentioned that it's been nearly a, a two-year-long journey with yourself and with Odyssey Pro. You've been there from day one. You've been there from show one, uh, featured in uh, every single show. And your journey with Odyssey Pro has been uh, an interesting one, to say the least. Lots of obstacles and hurdles for yourself to eventually get to that championship match. Um, but uh, I mean, tell us about, you know, from a personal perspective, your, your journey with the company and uh, let's say some of the some of the challenges along the way that eventually got you to that championship match. Yeah, um, well, the way I, the way I came to Odyssey, um, we were in the middle of the the COVID lockdown. Do you remember that? Yes, <laughs> I've tried to forget it. <laughs> I mean, it was certainly a weird time in history, and uh, my wrestling career, as long as 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 well as nearly everybody's well everybody's wrestling career had been put to a, a grinding halt and um, i took part in some 36 week physique while i was doing it to try and um get in better shape and and at least do something productive towards wrestling while we were under these sort of you know um, lockdowns um now while i was in this this was run by a, a former wrestler called called nush trained with nush and uh, he's a great guy and and he set this up, this 36-week physique, and I knew a lot of the British wrestlers were involved. So you had guys like Big Guns Joe in there and, and, and Ethan Allen and guys like that. And I joined it, and I met a, I met somebody called Rick Marcus, um, literally like this, um, online, because everything was done uh, via you know Zoom calls and whatnot. And uh, we just hit it off. We just hit it off, and we ended up talking quite a bit. And... Obviously, going back and forth, forward over over the training that we were doing at home, like home workouts and stuff, and um, you know, with he, he was just somebody within the wrestling business that, that I just clicked with straight away. He was just a, a good guy, and he he was like me. He was a similar age to me, and I think he had the same sort of the um, same same sort of ideas in regards to to what what I think wrestling is. And he was very similar to me. Um, and he had worked in Morecambe for many years leading into that, and I never had. And he talked to me and said, "Why don't you? Um, would you be interested in wrestling um, over in Morecambe? You know, uh, for Odyssey when we return." And uh, I was flattered, very flattered, because up until that point, I'd, I'd only had like a year in wrestling, um, and that was for Grand Pro Wrestling, the company that I started with in Wigan, and um, that, that that obviously has a massive place in my heart as well. Um, but for some other company to come along and say, you know, we'd we'd like to try it out and see if you like, I, I was I was I was dead excited. And so, lockdown's finished. I got myself in shape, and then we I debuted for Odyssey on its first show, which was called Set Sail. Um, and I've never looked back. Like that crowd, I can't I can't tell you what Morecambe fans are like. I really can't. It's hard. It's hard to explain. Really, really hard to explain. I've I've wrestled. And I've and I've and I've fought all over the country uh, in various venues, but Morecambe is something else. It's something yeah. else. 
Yeah, and, and they've really taken you to their hearts because, I mean, I've seen uh, a fair bit of Odyssey footage um, and a fair bit of uh, footage of yourself um, in, in your various matches for Odyssey. And they're always loud, enthusiastic, on their feet. It's a proper uh, family audience, um, but uh, they love RPD over at Odyssey Pro. You are kind of like their, uh, you know, their, their Hulk Hogan. You are their baby face to cheer for. But uh, I mean, that must be good for you. That must be, let's say, when you need that extra 10%, they're always behind you, aren't they? 100%. The, the reason I say this, right, to be honest, across every promotion I work for, I'm, I'm very lucky. The crowds have always, I have always, I've been lucky enough for them to always be behind me. Um, and and I'll be honest with you, without them, I wouldn't have got anywhere near where I have got. Um, so it's completely down to to the fan bases that that support these promotions and the the way they react to me. That I'm sure is the reason. That, well, for one, I keep getting booked, and for two, they they push me up the card for it. You know, um, but Morecambe particularly, I like I said, I debuted for them. They, they didn't know, they never never knew anything of me. But from the second I walked out through the curtain. Um, they, they, they just, I don't know, they just they just took to me and uh, it's just built from there. It really has just built and I think I've become kind of their boy uh, yeah. and I'm so proud of, you know, I'm so proud of that because every time I go out, they, they're so loud and, and if that doesn't, that fire under you to, to, to perform better and, 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 and try as hard as you can when you're out there, then I don't know, I don't know what, you know, what could. Mm, absolutely. And I mean, before we talk about the match from Saturday against uh, now former champion Ryan Hunter, I want to talk about the the kind of video package that accompanied it, the hype video. Uh, and it, I know that we're going to talk about your boxing background, because that's a very important part of your career, very important part of your life. But it was almost like a, a Rocky training montage uh, with yourself and Sam Gradwell and highlights of your journey through Odyssey. Uh, you was in the gym there. There was the, the medicine ball being thrown against your stomach, really testing your, your uh, stomach muscles there. But that looked like a lot of fun. But as a package, as a, as a hype video, that, that pulled me in, that got me invested. But such a, a fantastic bit of content there. Yeah, it, it, well, first of all, it was done by an exceptionally talented man in uh, Andy Editor, who, who does a lot of the packages. 100%. A lot of the video packages in the Northwest and, and probably further afield, as far as I know. But he also does a lot of the filming of shows that I perform on. I've grown to become great friends with Ant for the last four years and just genuinely lovely lovely man that's the only way i could say it really but but he's yeah. so t- uh, i think that video he, he's done so many things that make him make him stand out but that video in particular i think really showed what he could do as well um because it, it didn't take us long to put that together at all um he came down we filmed for a few hours and we had an idea of what we wanted and, and what you said there you know rocky montages were <laughs> were discussed, you know, that, that that was something that I grew up with, you know, I loved them films when I was a kid. And um I, I said to I said to Anne, you know what, there's, there's nothing that got me more kind of hyped up than a than a than a Rocky montage before before his big fight. I said so that that was, you know, a lot of the a lot of the basis behind the idea of the promo. Um but as I say, I can't take a lot of credit for it because Anne, Anne, Anne just made us all look like um absolute superstars and, and then I got as I say my friend Sam Gradwell um, and Chris 
my, my other friend, he came down and they helped me out as well. And um, yeah, I, I just I was just dead proud of it. I thought I thought it looked really really high standard, and um, it did it did its job in in selling that match and making. If, if people weren't sure about going, they certainly were after watching that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I only wish I lived closer because after seeing that, I would have easily have been there on the day. But let's talk about the match then. And I've got a few pictures to bring up on screen. Obviously, uh, there was the former champion there, Ryan Hunter, um, and uh, like I say, that the crowd were red hot. The action uh, was amazing. The, the, the drama. The story that you guys told on the day, like I say, the, the build-up to the match as well with uh, the various uh, attacks and challenges that you had from Ryan Hunter, Reese and Rogan, uh, uh, Andre Decker. And, uh, but, I mean, the, the, even, the, even the referee getting involved there, Reese and Rogan coming down. Um, and uh, who, who's the gentleman in the glasses and the hat? That is uh, Chris Brooker. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, their, I mean... Uh, manager. This is all part of the kind of the ongoing story that's been going on for for, for over certainly over a year. It's actually been going on for two years. Um, yeah, got all the different pieces anyway. Uh, this this is kind of I said this before. This is a story of which the sum of all of its parts. It isn't just me. It is every single person who has been part of it that's kind of made this this massive snowball that's rolling down a hill and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the crowd has just got more invested and more invested as we've gone on. Um, but last year, uh, War of the Shore, which was the the, the year before, um, I was wrestling in the main event there for the title against Ryan Hunter, and I was wrestling against Andre Decker. Um, and at the time, Ryan Hunter was the the baby face in Morecambe. Um I was on the way up, and and people had got behind me, but Ryan Hunter had been the baby face there for. I don't know, five, six years, and he was absolutely beloved. He really was the senior of Morecambe. Um, and that's where this story really set off. We quite quickly got rid of Andre Decker, and then me and, and Ryan went at it a little bit. Um, and it it would seem I was getting the better of it. I was getting the better of it. And at that point, Chris Brooker came out with Reese and Rogan, who, who I know really well. I know how dangerous they are. And uh, I thought Ryan was going to back me up and we were going to get rid of them and then carry on with the match. But uh, he turned on me and he hit me with a chair and won the title that night and aligned with the spotlight and Chris, Chris Brooker. And that's basically the story that's been going on from that moment on. You know, they've taken over Odyssey Pro Wrestling ever since that day. Um, and I the very next show that I would, one by one, pick them off because they picked they pick the wrong guy. They picked the wrong guy to, to uh, have the fun with. And uh, that's what I've done. So for the last year, every show, one by one, I've ticked one off. I've ticked one off. I've ticked one off until eventually um, I got to the Rumble, just, just gone in February. And um, I ended up winning the Rumble and, and becoming number one contender. And I, I claimed my shot there and, uh, and chose that this was the time to finally you know, get my revenge and uh, and get Ryan on there for what he did for, to me a year ago. You certainly did. I'm just gonna just gonna flash up a few of them last slides. There you are, and uh, with the the Superman punch. Uh, do, do, do you have a particular name for that for that move? Uh, the one you put your opponents away with. I I, I, got, I, I call it the lights out. I call right. it the light. The reason I call it the lights out is because uh, my favourite boxer 
of all time was called James Tony. It was James Lights Out Tony. So that that's uh, that's a little uh, inside thing. There you go. And so there you are, referee LK holding up your hands. Championship uh, held aloft and the new Odyssey Pro champion. And like you say, a culmination of a, a fantastic storyline, uh, really, really well kind of played out by all of the moving parts, all of the participants. And Saturday uh, couldn't have gone any better. You described it earlier as perfect, um, and it pretty much was perfect for sure. Um, so, I mean, how does it feel? I mean, you've been part of Odyssey Pro for nearly two years now, been uh, on every single show, part of that amazing storyline, uh, winning the championship. Uh, that must be pretty special for you I mean, as, a, as a performer, as a as a competitor. Um, how how does that make you feel? I'm just so I'm so proud. I'm so proud of that. I'm proud of the whole thing. Like, um, Odyssey has become very very special, very special to me. Uh, and I make you no, know, I've never I've never I make it quite apparent that that's the case as well. You know, um, them fans genuinely do mean a lot to me. Um, they've become friends of mine, and and the people backstage at Odyssey are just they're just the best, and they've been they've been great with me. They've been great with me, and they, they've had faith in me. And it's been my job for the last two years to to repay that faith, and that's what I've tried to do on every single show. And um, the 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 show that was just had War on the Shore, me winning that title was kind of the culmination of everything. That we and uh, yeah, I, I, I like I say, it's, it's very hard to put into words. Apart from I just just the sort of pride that I have um, in being, and I'm so I'm so proud to be able to say I'm the Odyssey for Wrestling Champion because I love that company, I love what they stand for, I love the things that they, they do, and and I just want to be a part of it, and I and I want to kind of push them on and make them as big a company as as we could, as a team possibly make. Well, absolutely. And uh, like I say, we, we've had the storyline of you uh, chasing for the title, uh, overcoming the spotlight. And their next show is this one here, Mutiny, the 3rd of June. Um, so uh, I, I don't know if uh, anything's been announced yet or if anything can be announced. But um, like I say, I'm guessing you're going to be there. You're, you're certainly on the poster um, and hopefully, possibly defending your title for the first time. But uh, um, any thoughts on uh, what we might see from RPD on June the 3rd? <laughs> good one. Good one. Um, I, I, listen, this is the start of the reign now. So yes. although the chapter ended, the story has in him. And um, I'm very, very, like I say, very proud uh, to, to close that chapter now. It's fantastic. But but now we've got to we've got to keep rolling, and we've got we've got to you know come up with uh, as good as an interesting and as you know, um, exciting uh, story going forward as we've had in the past because you know we can't we can't just stay there forever now. Um, so my my job now is to become, and this is what my aim is, to become the champion that them people deserve. You know, they've had the, uh, that been against them for since since its inception, since that title got um, introduced, that champion is kind of turn on the fans and, and not give them, in my opinion, what, what, what they wanted. And, and that's my job now, to, to, to be that guy, uh, be their guy and and, uh, and fight for them and fight all comers. And that's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. And, and tell us about this match here. I think this happened, uh, what was it, maybe uh, November 2021. The tables 
ladders and chairs match. Uh, and there you are uh, alongside Rick Marcus, born ready against uh, Synergy and Reese and Rogan in a, a triple threat tables, ladders and chairs match. Now, I'm pretty sure that I spoke to um, Ethan Edwards when he came on the show, and I think we mentioned this match in particular. Um, and I think he described it as one of the craziest uh, but most excellent matches he's actually he's ever seen, and you were a part of that. What was it like to be a part of that TLC match against those two teams? That that was one of the maddest experiences of my life. That um, as you can see on that pitch you just seen then that had hair, so uh, <laughs> I think my hair fell out of that match. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, um, it basically again. To give Odyssey the props, that was a special show. That was in my hometown of Blackpool. And ran that uh, that whole show and raised funds and family in Blackpool. And a friend of mine and a young a young boy um, who sadly had lost his life. And, and and Odyssey did everything they could to to put something do something. Um, to, to help that family as best as we could, um, and 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 we did, and we raised a lot of money. I, I can't remember the exact figure, but it, it was thousands. Um, but for for this family, um, who who which meant a lot to me because of the personal friends. But but it just I just thought it was such such class from the company, uh, a company, but certainly a company that had only been around as long as they had been, to to come into another town and and do that for them. Um, that that. This is where my loyalty to them kind of, kind of comes from, you know. That I, I think what they are, and 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 I believe they deserve my loyalty and they deserve my effort from them now um, because of what they've done. And um, so we put them on this phenomenal show in Blackpool. Um, great card from top to bottom. Every, everyone was brilliant on it. But then the main event was was me and my my tag team partner Rick Marcus versus two of the best teams. Not in in the northwest. I, I would say the country, possibly the world. They they are excellent in recent Rogan and Synergy. Um and we had the TLC match, which again was a bit of a, a childhood, um, certainly a childhood uh, box ticker for me. That one, yeah. you know, watching Edge Christian and you know uh, Dudley Boys and Jeff Hardy and whatnot, and and to, the opportunity to do that myself was phenomenal. So yeah, we did it in Blackpool. Um, we had a riot. I wouldn't suggest doing it again. <laughs> you've ticked that box. You've done that. Yeah. We'll leave that there. Oh, that's my door. Got a little girl as well. Got a little oh, girl. right. <laughs> I was unbusy, but she's banging on the window. But anyway. <laughs> and yeah, so we, we, we had this match and it was insane. Insane. And, uh, and, Again, it was just it was one of those nights that, that went perfectly. I seem to have a lot of them at Odyssey, but it was one of the nights that went perfectly. You know, uh, we got the the young boy who I'm talking about, Jordan, who, who the night was dedicated to. We got his whole football team um, there, and they they sat in the front row, and, and we and they cheered and they clapped and they had a good night. And uh, yeah, just all all six of us. I think we we were very proud. We were very proud of what we were able to achieve there. And um, yeah, it was uh, certainly one of the funnest, funnest matches I've ever been in as well. Top it off, so that, that was a bonus. 
Yeah. A, a question that I have for you regarding your, your training, your development over the last few years, certainly maybe coming out of lockdown. And uh, but but obviously we're going to talk about your, your boxing background fairly, fairly soon, your successful boxing background. But uh, when you started as a pro wrestler, obviously you were probably more of a boxer than you were a pro wrestler. And obviously your, your, your wrestling training, your development as a pro wrestler came on uh, to the point where you felt comfortable as a pro wrestler. But um, you, you still have elements of your boxing background as part of your performance, as part of your, your uh, move set and as part of your character. Um, and, and that's very important to you, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And uh, it, it, although I, I do consider myself a professional wrestler now, I've been at this for four, nearly five years. Um, and I love it. I love it with my whole heart. It's been, it's been great to me as well. The business has been great to me. Uh, but that being said, I would be doing myself a disservice by just kind of switching off the the, the major part in my life that came before wrestling, and that was boxing, because um, that's who I am. And 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 I was always told that I should bring, you know, massive parts of myself into into pro wrestling, um, and and I, in my opinion, that's what makes me stand out, and that's what makes me a different act. Than well, nearly anyone I've ever seen, uh, certainly in, 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 on on the scene that I'm in, um, no one. There are there are there are better technical wrestlers, there are better flyers, there are better better all rounders in, in nearly everything. But there isn't anyone that does what I do um, to my to my level. I don't, think. and that, that's not an arrogant thing. It's just I, I think I'm the only I'm the only one of my type who who, who wrestles in in my style. Yeah. And, and do you think having that boxing background has given you some advantages um, in your wrestling training? And so uh, say since becoming an established pro, um, I, I've been to many seminars where I've seen, uh, you know, the, the, the veteran giving the seminar talking about footwork and, you know, how good your footwork needs to be as a pro wrestler. And, and footwork in boxing is fundamental as well, isn't it? But what was kind of the fundamental carryovers and has boxing given you any advantages? Um, yeah, I, I, I believe it has. Um, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword because I, my, my, my aim with investment is the natural born fire. And, and there is a lot of truth within, within, within that, within that uh, sort of monkey. Here. I, that there is a truth in that. And, and, and that is, although I was a boxer, I've always been, uh, I've always, I've always, took to fighting of any form and and it's just something I've always enjoyed, it's something I've always been interested in and uh, when I turned into a pro wrestler when I, when I went over to pro wrestling um, obviously my instincts of a boxer, my training regimen leading up to that point my fitness levels um, my athleticism, things like that came from boxing and, and I certainly think that has helped me um, adapt because that, that, that is what I think that is what I think I, I'm good at. I'm, I'm very adaptable. Um, and so even though it was new to me with pro wrestling, I, you don't have to tell me a couple of times and I, I'm, I'm on with it and I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. And I, I'm, I'm a hard worker and I'm someone who, who I, 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 I understand. I understand how 
how tough a business pro wrestling is. I respect it, and I, I genuinely do. Like, I, I, I know, I know how dangerous this this sport can be, and 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 because of that, I take it so seriously. I really do, and I've I've dedicated myself to it just as much as I did the the ten years, fifteen years of boxing I did before it. Uh, but I've just kind of took that same sort of mindset that I had for for boxing and fighting to pro wrestling, and and um, I, I think it's done well. I, I've I've been very lucky because I, I, I've got to train with some of the best trainers um, in the world. And that's that, that even an exaggeration. Um, I started training with Johnny Brannigan, who ran Grand Pro Wrestling. He was the first person to ever lock up with me and, and show me pro wrestling. And although I've been a fan my whole life, um, it's very different when you when when you start when you start doing it yourself. And uh, Johnny was the first person to show me to show me anything really, and and he, he, you know I I owe, I owe wrestling to Johnny really. He, I had that wouldn't have come into my life without him. I, I wasn't looking for wrestling. He he, he kind of found me, um, and I'm so glad it did. So it started with Johnny. Johnny did me wonders to start off with, and he got me going in Grandpa Grandpa wrestling. From there, uh, I started training other places, especially after lockdown because. Lockdown finished, and I knew that I'd had another nearly two years off there after getting started, and I'd need to really, you know, adapt and um, get better. Get I wanted to stay on shows, and I wanted to stay in pro wrestling. I'd, I'd need to be to be better, and the boxing gimmick couldn't last forever. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't just get by on just being a former uh, boxer. I, I'd have to also be able to prove myself to. The wrestlers that are, that are, that, are, that are, you know putting their bodies on the line with me, but also prove it to the fans as well, you know, and and so that's what I've gone about doing, and, and yeah. trained all over the place. I've trained with John Kenny, who was famous on World World of Sport and whatnot. Fantastic guy, showed me loads of stuff. I went over to the Future Shop PC, and I've trained for quite a long period of time with Sam Bailey, who is someone who I really respect and. I think he's a phenomenal. He's a phenomenal talent in his own right, but I think he's a phenomenal trainer, and he has helped me so much and kind of brought me on as well. Um, and then I've been lucky enough to to be trained by by you know I've been to seminars and stuff um, and, and met people, but I actually had a, a full on training session with uh, William Regal in my own gym. So yeah, that was that was uh, certainly different. Certainly different. Yeah, a wonderful experience. And I was just really intrigued by kind of like the crossover. And uh, like I say, now that you know what you're doing in the ring, now that you're an experienced pro and uh, established um, and certainly winning championships, kind of uh, uh, you're obviously more pro wrestler than boxer, but kind of what elements have stayed with you. Uh, but you answered that perfectly. And uh, I want to talk now about another promotion that's very close to your heart, and that's TNT or TNT Ignition. You are the TNT Ignition champion. Um, well, when did you first win the championship? Give us the, the kind of the, the circumstances under which you won the title in the first place then, RPD. Well, again, TNT is a company that I, I'm, I, I'm honoured. I'm honoured to work for. You know, uh, Jay Apter is a is a, is become a good friend to mine to, of me, and uh, he runs that company. And I've I when I started wrestling, I knew about TNT. They're a, they're a big company. And um, when lockdown finished, the first show that I went to watch was a TNT show. Ironically, and I was sat in the crowd watching. 
um, just planning my return to wrestling. And I remember sitting there and I watched and I thought, God, I'd love to, I'd love to perform for these. And this was like, you know, two years ago, exactly, yeah. really. So weird. And I was sat and I thought, I'd love to wrestle for these. And then within a couple of months, um, I'd started working for the shows locally. Um, and I got an opportunity to wrestle for Superstar Wrestling, which is, which is again, ran by Jay. And obviously, he must have liked what he saw. Um, and then I got offered, would I, would I like to come in last minute? <clears throat> as a replacement uh, on the ignition brand for a, for a match with uh, Simon Simon Miller and Synergy, Shreddy um, and uh, Brian Adinson in like a six man tag, and uh, I snapped his hand off. And, and again, that that was a massive moment for me because it was a big company that I knew a lot about. That that um, you know I just felt really real great. That they did even knew of me or wanted to know of me, wanted me on the show, but I came out that night in in Liverpool and the crowd went berserk and they're chanting and I've got a video I think on, on my Instagram somewhere and it's generally one of the most proudest things I've because I, I didn't even know they, I didn't even know if they'd know me when I walked out but I walked out and they just started this RPD chant and it went off and uh, yeah it's just again never looked back from from, from that day really like. Um, it surprised me, and and I've just tried my very best to be everything to the fans that I can be, and that that again was a was a was a hill climbing exercise. But eventually, uh, at the end of last year, I wrestled Shreddy, who was the then TNT Ignition Champion, um, and I beat him and and, and won in front of uh, all the TNT fans, and it, again, one of, certainly one of the most proudest moments of my career. Absolutely. And uh, we'll get into more of your title defences very soon. But uh, for, for my money, um, I think probably your, your biggest rival, uh, your biggest storyline or opponent in TNT Ignition has been uh, Senna Derson. Um, and you've had a, a number of matches with him. And uh, I've got a bit of a list here because, uh, like I say, it certainly warrants uh, revisiting uh, Cold Day in Hell in November 2021, I think, was your first uh, encounter with Senna. And then the Ignition Rumble the following January. Um, and then you had a boxing match with Sonner as well um, in February. And then in March, you had the Liverpool Fleet fight um, against uh, Sonner, which was a, a little bit of a, a payoff to your feud. Um, but, you know, some, some pictures from the street fight here, um, the, the, the trash can to the head. And then a phenomenal dive from yourself off the stage. Uh, which I would love to have seen in the flesh. And then, of course, the aftermath and uh, a bit of a bloody uh, RPD, but a successful RPD and a hell of an opponent, Son of Durst. And I've seen him wrestle a few times. Um, and uh, I think he's also a former Ignition champion. Um, but to you two had a, a pretty intense rivalry over that four or five month period, didn't you? Yeah, we did. And, and Sonna is... Genuinely, one of the best talents in the country, and uh, we got into a feud at TNT. And I'll be honest with you, I I, I believe that is what kind of set my store. Uh, one to TNT management that that I could be the guy, I could be the guy for them. I think what we did in that feud kind of showed that 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 I could I could hang at that level. And 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 win at that level. Um, but 
but also I think it was the fans. I think that I think that's where I think that's where I earned the TNT fans um, respect, which is massive in wrestling because you know if they don't believe in you, then, then it's never it's never going to go for you the way the way you want it to. Um, but I think Sonner is, is instrumental to me in my time at TNT um, for just helping me develop as a wrestler, develop develop in every way, really character-wise everything because. Like you say, the, the variety that we did there, we had wrestling matches, we had street fights, we had boxing matches. Yeah. It was a sort of example of way of kind of shining a spotlight on me a little bit and, and letting these fans kind of get to know me and, and, uh, and the skills that I bring. And um, yeah, I'm proud of all the matches. I, I'm really proud of the street fight. The street fight was was crazy. And uh, yeah, I got I got busted up quite bad in that. And uh <laughs> But but we come away with a win. But I, I'm very proud of the boxing match. Well, well, tell us about it because I mean putting the gloves back on, being inside a ring with boxing gloves back on, uh, that must have been uh, a, 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 a mix of emotions for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, unbelievable. Because <clears throat> we thought I'd never put box, uh, boxing gloves on again. You know, I, I, I thought my time in, as a boxer was over. He challenged the boxing match. Um, I, I accepted. We had a we had a boxing match, and again, I can only give credit because he's a tough cookie, a really tough cookie, and and he, to be honest, really good. He was a really good boxer. He was a lot better than I anticipated myself. But um, I think what we both achieved that night uh, was something that would have been very hard to do off any talents in this country. You know, to to, to do it to the standard we did it at. Um, and keep and keep a wrestling fan base invested like we did for the full three rounds the way we did as well. I, I, I'm I'm incredibly proud of that. But that that again I, that goes as much for how good Sonadurson is and his ability to kind of keep a story and keep people invested uh, as it as it does make so yeah just just double proud double proud of that feud and. Uh, I thank Jay after for kind of again giving the giving me the faith to 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 try these different things out that, that obviously stand out on a card, but that also gives me the opportunity to stand out on a card. So yeah, yeah. just very thankful. Yeah, we mentioned this individual a bit earlier on in that uh, Rocky style training montage, but you've defended your TNT Ignition Championship against uh, Sam Gradwell, a good friend of yours. Um, But I don't know if you've had an opportunity to face Sam either before or after this match. So this might be quite a kind of a a unique match for you, but getting to defend your title uh, in in the TNT Ignition ring against somebody uh, you probably count as one of your very best friends. uh, That must have been another highlight for you. Oh, 100%. I mean, um, I've known Sam. I've known Sam before I had my very first match. This is, again, a little bit of a... A little bit of a history. Um, as I was training for my DPW, Sam used to come with Johnny and help me out, and and, and he he was instrumental into my training again. So I've, I've, I've again I've always been very lucky because I've had extremely talented people, you know, world class. You know, as Sam's proven, he's a world class. He's not he's not he's not a good British wrestler. He's a world class wrestler, hundred percent. And he and he's a star, and he and he is, you know, he's worked for the WWE and. Now, Everywhere he goes, he Pakistan not long ago, and I think there was ten thousand fans there. And I, but I'm very, very proud of. Him. 
he's, he's you know he deserves the success he gets, but he's always been very helpful to me. Um, and the opportunity when I won the title for him to come over to TNT and me wrestle him was was a bit of a dream because obviously you know I I, I, mean, I am his friend, but but uh, as, a, as a wrestling fan, I'm a fan of Sam Gladwell, so. I'd love to. I, I wanted to test myself against someone that I knew was that level, um, and and yeah, not not to be. And I think we put a really good match on. I I, I love that match. I love that match. I love, um, you know, and, and again, I think what that did was kind of solidify me as as the champion at Ignition as well, because by beating a guy like that, that really. Puts you on the map, I think, with them fans that, that you know you are the real deal, and it's not a fluke that you've won that title. And and uh, now it's just about continuing to prove that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've got a graphic here. Your next opponent, I believe, your next challenger for the Ignition Championship is none other than uh, BT Gun. Um, so another formidable opponent. And uh, let's bring up the graphic. It's going to be uh, June the seventeenth, so uh, less than two months away. Um, but that's going to be a, a phenomenal opponent, and uh, I'd say a fantastic match for the people that are going to be in the venue that day. But uh, I mean, it's, it's no easy day at the office when you're the TNT Ignition Champion, um, and I don't think you'd. Have have it any other way to be honest with you but uh, our bt gun is going to be uh, i would say possibly your, your toughest opponent you've had so far for the championship and i mean B- bt gun is is one of the best wrestlers without a doubt uh, got a massive... um it's a match that that i'm very very incredibly excited about because again gives me an opportunity to stand out and uh, Put another real, real good name on a ledger, and um, but th- this is kind of what I've said to Jay, and this is what I've said to the fans. You know, I- I- I'm not, I'm not happy just to be the TNT Ignition Champion. You know that that I'm very proud of it. What I aimed for when I, when, I, when I got into TNT, I wanted to be the, when I go into any company, I want to be the champion because that's how, that's how I think. I I, I believe that. I believe that I am the superior fighter anywhere I go. That's that's how I um until someone proves me wrong. And and so that's what I aimed for. I went to TNT and I aimed to become the man and I, that's what I've done. Um but being the champion isn't just something I'm just happy about and like oh I'm so grateful that you know I, now the next aim is to become the best ignition I've ever been. Yeah. And I won't until I, until I do it, or someone proves me wrong. So, so again, this is we get down to. So, the way that I, I am the the best ignition champion that there's ever been is by beating the best list opponents that any ignition champion has ever faced, and that that's what I'm aiming for. I wrestled Sam Gradwell. I've had Shreddy, beating him for the title. Incredible talent, you know, one of the one of the best body guys. In in, in 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 the world, I would say, yeah. looks absolutely phenomenal. Is is a great wrestler <clears throat> and, and a great performer. And beating him meant a lot. It did, you know. Um, then I wrestled former WWE NXT UK star Sam Gradwell, who he's known the world over. Again, phenomenal talent, incredible talent. But I've got the victory over him. And then I've just wrestled Chase Alexander. Um, who 
again, has been a, a TNT ignition um, diehard from from the, the from its inception. You know, everyone knows this is is incredibly, if anything, is criminally underrated because of how good he is. Um, but but I've come away with a victory in a yeah. very very battle. But these opponents that the fans know respect and. and for me to beat them shows that of, of sort of the trajectory that I'm not happy to just settle now. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna just be just another champion. I wanna be the champion. I wanna be the guy that everyone talks about. And so that's what I'm gonna try and do. And uh, that's what I'm doing. And the next on that list is PT Good. And and if I can beat him, I I think it's looking good for me. Absolutely. And uh, I wanna bring up a picture here. Um and uh Let's talk about this guy here, Anthony Gogo. Now, uh, obviously, uh, doing some good things with uh, with AEW. Uh, he's been over to the UK. He's wrestled for TNT. He's wrestled for Progress um, in the last twelve months. And uh, you got a chance to step in the ring with him last June in a TNT Extreme Ring. Uh, like I say, Anthony Gogo, we know his credentials. A former um, Olympian, a former Olympic boxer, uh, bronze medalist, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And yourself with your glowing career as a boxer um, and uh, getting the opportunity to face somebody like Anthony Agogo, um, that must have been a bit of a thrill for you, considering what he's achieved in the boxing world. And then, of course, having a similar story to yourself, that crossover into pro wrestling. Um, when did they first approach you about the possibility of facing Anthony Agogo in the first instance? Well, again, that was, yeah. Again, this is why I'm so, I'm so great. He, he give, he's given me so many chances to stand out. One of them, and I understood it. Just basic story makes sense. It makes sense. Um, very similar back in in boxing and now in wrestling. Um, and and make make no mistake. You know, Anthony Agogo was a more successful boxer than I was. You know, I, my 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 chances. I didn't get the chances that. Anthony Agogo got or, or achieved anywhere near what Anthony Agogo got because my chances got cut short over two before before I got the chance to maybe get to anywhere near that level. Um, he went on to win Olympic gold medals and and he, you know he, I, I, this is the truth. I am a massive fan of Anthony. Absolute respect for him. What a fighter. Um, what a boxer. And and I was so proud as well when he when he won when he won the the, the medal. Um, I, just basically as an Englishman, I was proud. Yeah. But then he went over to pro wrestling. But he actually went over to pro wrestling uh, after I had. So I'd already started by that point. And uh, I, I was under this impression that I was the I was the only boxer that had, uh, that had gone over to uh, to pro wrestling. The only, the only uh, ranked boxer who'd gone over to 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 pro, to pro wrestling. Uh, and then I saw him go over. Um, yeah, so I think I, I think I saw possibly on Twitter he, he appeared like a, an independent show down south. I think first something like that, um, and and I thought oh he's, he's dipping his toe into it, and then before I knew it he'd signed with AEW, and then, I mean that's phenomenal for him. Yeah, that's you know, one of the biggest companies in the world, um, and and I kind of watched it with. with 
you know, I, 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 I kept my eye on him all the time because as, as a fan of him, uh, as a boxer, I watched him. But also I wanted to see what he was doing because I knew I knew what what I was doing and how I was trying to adapt my boxing style over to the to the world of pro wrestling. And I kind of, you know, kept my eye on him as well just to see he was on a much bigger stage to do it, just seeing what he was doing different or whatnot. Um, but but in my head, um, the opportunity when when Anthony Ogoal announced he was coming over to TNT and he was going to do an open challenge, I I I Jay and I said, you know, Jay, I'd like to be that guy. I'd like to be that guy because, you know, and I, and I mean this with respect. I, I believe I've adapted to pro wrestling as well, if not better, than anybody uh, has in, 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 in a long, long, long time. Um, and that includes Anthony Agogo, and that's why I wanted the challenge of it, because as good as he is, and he's, he's bigger than me and whatnot, I, I really wanted to test what I can do against him. So I accepted the challenge. We had a really good match. enjoyed it. Um, he is an animal, no doubt. The man's an animal, and he's a he's a big he's a big bad man. Oh yeah, uh, he's a beast. But I had him rocking in that match, and uh, I, there was an interference. Chase come out halfway through the match when I when I when I had him just just on the precipice, and uh, it slightly put me off, and I walked onto an illegal shot from him uh, when the referee wasn't looking. Um, so. As far as I'm concerned, that is still unfinished business. Still unfinished. Uh, I expect Anthony. Uh, he, he's elevated and an athlete and doing phenomenal. But if he ever comes back to TNT or, or anything that, that includes progress or, or whatnot, I think a remake. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I'd definitely be all for that. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Anthony Gogo over here in the UK. So that's got to happen. It's got to happen. Now we've put it out into the universe. It's got to happen. But uh, uh, RPD, tell us a little bit about your, your wrestling fandom then, because as we've kind of touched upon, you come from a, a lineage of, uh, of uh, pro boxers. Uh, your father, your grandfather, obviously you've got the, the gym, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, but you grew up very much a wrestling fan, didn't you? Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, uh, yeah, but boxing in my family. My granddad boxed in the army. My dad was a, an amateur boxer. Uh, and and it was just it was just, it was was just just always in the family from, from, from the day I was born. Uh, but very, very early in my life, I remember... Um, what I remember having them action figures with the with the arms that didn't move, just went up and down like that. And it was Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and Undertaker and whatnot. And then um, I started watching it and I think I think when my first like childhood memory of matches was probably Warrior and Hogan at Mania. Um and I just remember being absolutely enthralled by it because I was a I probably I still am a little bit of a, a superhero geek. I, I love the Marvel stuff and, and the DC stuff and everything. And um, this was like superheroes come to life for me when, when I watched it. That's what I always remember. So I had all the Spider-Man toys and Batman and whatnot. But then I saw Hogan and Warrior, who looked like two massive superheroes, just going at it. And I thought, this is this shit. What, you know, what, what, what's this? This is better than reading you know, comic books and whatnot. So I, I just became hooked from that day on. And uh, I followed it and followed it and followed it. And then... My teenage years, uh, well, to be, be, be younger than my teenage years, when I was about eight, nine, ten, 
it was the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin and 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 uh, you know the 316 era and the Vince McMahon uh, feud and whatnot and and I was just in I was just enthralled. I watched that incessantly uh, every every Friday night right through the Monday Night Wars. Um, uh, Friday night on, on Sky, I remember ch- flicking over between um, TNT and, uh, and and Sky Sports to watch uh, WCW and, and WWE at the same time. And uh, yeah, just every some days, just always loved it. And, and it never left me either as I got older. And even as I progressed um, as a boxer, it was always my go-to, like watch at night and stuff like that. And I'd, I'd, I'd watch the wrestling. And, uh, and as I became a man, I'd um, have nights where we like the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. We'd get all the lads together. We'd order a pizza, get a few beers in, and watch, watch the the big pay per views because that that was just that was that's been a part of my life literally since I've been five. So yeah, um, just huge huge fan, and I'm so lucky that I got the chance to to be a part of it. You know, in later life. Absolutely. And we've had a few people get in touch uh, with us during the course of this live interview. And we've got to, uh, Taj, who is the uh, promoter of uh, Tidal Championship Wrestling. Um, and uh, uh, she sends us a question. Uh, what's your favourite, who is your favourite wrestler and your favourite action hero? So do, do you have a favourite wrestler uh, of all time? Could could be ones that you grew up watching. You mentioned Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Could be more recent times or maybe somebody that you work with and uh, an action hero if you have one at all. Yeah, uh, first of all, hi Tash. I, I, I very much like right. lovely, lovely person. Um, yeah, uh, wrestler. I, I, I've, I've said it before. Stone Cold Steve Austin was mine by 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 some distance. I mean, yeah, he literally my hero growing up. He was, um, and then even growing up into a man. I mean, that <laughs> when he came back uh, last year was it last year when he wrestled against Kevin Owens? Yes. Next year? That was that. What, how long did he stop there for? Was it ten years, twenty years? <laughs> a, a while. It was uh, easily I, twenty years. Yeah. Don't call Steve Austin returned since he left in two thousand and two or whatever it was, and uh, and that was the the mania moment for me. For him to come back, to Texas was incredible. And um, you know, big fan of like the Rock and stuff, and and Taker and all that guys in that. Era, but for me. It was always, it was always, you know, absolutely adored him. Yeah, and uh, action hero, you mentioned about uh, being a big uh, Marvel and, and DC fan, uh, but uh, um, have you got a, a favourite comic book hero at all, RPD? God, uh, I, I, just, I mean, obviously I love all the classics. I love, love Spidey, love Batman, uh, Superman, all of them. But, like, one of my favourite films, one of my favourite films, and I, I, I talk about it a bit too much on Twitter sometimes, but one of my favourite films is Crow with Brandon Lee. Um, and Great film. The connection to him because Sting kind of, you know, 1991. But I, I just, I love that film. It's, it's got like a real sentimental thing. I've watched, I've watched that film about 50, 60 times, something like that. But yeah, yeah that I, if I had to say from the crow is my is my favourite superhero. Good, good answer, good answer. Um, and uh, a, a curious question for me. I mean, obviously, growing up, you're a wrestling fan. You, but you know, boxing is in the family. Boxing is is in the blood. Your grandfather, your, your father. Was you encouraged to take up uh, boxing as a youngster? And when did you first step in the ring to start your boxing training? 
Uh, ironically, no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't encouraged at all. Actually, uh, my my mum was completely against me boxing. Like completely, she's like, um, she, she 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 just she's always wrapped me in cardboard as well, just how she is, and uh, and she, she hated the idea of me boxing and getting hit for living and stuff like that. And uh, my dad never once pushed me into it. My, my granddad, my, my my granddad was my best friend. Um, he he died when I was I was at, just just turned eighteen, um, but he was my best friend, my granddad, and. He 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 used to watch uh, wrestling with me as well. Every I used to stay at his house from the age of like eight or something like that. Every Friday night, and we'd watch wrestling together. And he wasn't wrestling, but he watched wrestling, and and that always kind of makes it special to me anyway, you know. Um, but my granddad, I, I, my always thought I was quite talented, uh, but never pushed it. But my dad didn't want me. To he, he knew what a brutal sport it can be, and and. Uh, the dangers of it and but as I got older I kind of I looked up to my dad and my granddad so much as this sort of like real macho uh, male influences you know and I saw him as brave and fighters and you know everything I wanted to be and I never really felt I was although although I boxed as a kid and stuff like that I always felt a bit of a I don't know when I was first when I was younger I, I, I thought not that I was a coward but I just didn't think I had in me what they had in in them and i wish i just wished i didn't have that um and then as i got older that became more of a thing of me wanting to prove to them and to me that i did have that and then uh i i entered myself into a boxing match and they were like a bit against it you know maybe not a bit great idea and i really really trained and, and i did it once and and i won and I just got the bug, and and then, ironically, I kind of progressed and I progressed and progressed, and and my dad always says it to me now, which which is lovely for me to hear. But he 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 always says, the ironic thing about you, Ryan, is you you always wanted to prove that you were you know as tough as as we are, you know as tough as as you think we are, yeah. but the, you were tougher, and that that was always nice. That was always nice because I went on to kind of achieve achieve more than them within within boxing, which you know, which made makes me very. But a lot of that's because of them. They 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 helped me, trained me, and got me ready. For yeah, yeah, and you had thirteen professional fights. I understand uh, you were uh, one twelve of those, uh, if I if I'm not mistaken. Um, but you you hung up the gloves in 2017. Um, what you seem to have a lot of momentum, getting on a bit of a roll, getting a bit of buzz about yourself. But so, what were the circumstances that led you to maybe a, a slightly shocking retirement in 2017? Yeah. So so basically, what what happened was. Um, I'd, I'd been an unlicensed boxer for about know, seven years or something, six years, something like that. Um, and I'd, 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 I'd had 10 unlicensed um, across the country. Um, and I won And I, I'd fought like ex-pros, ex-amateurs, really good lads. Um, and I'd won the British title in the unlicensed scene twice at two different weights. So I won it at live and weight and I won it at uh, welterweight um, and and because I was doing so well within the unlicensed scene I got approached by a couple of the promoters that ran that uh, I used to box at like 
nightclubs and stuff like that. Quite rough back then. <laughs> um, but but they said, you know, have you ever thought about turning professional? And so I I turned. I I, th- I thought about it. And I thought, yeah, but you know, so I'm on this roll and I've never been beat in this game. So let's see how I can do the you know the next level up. So I turned professional and. Um, and like you say, I had 13 fights. I won my first three and I lost my fourth one. Um, the, 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 the loss I had, and I'm not making excuses, I got I got beat fair. Well, I got down to 10 and a half stone for that night. Um, I, I tried to get down to a weight. It was, it, was, it was welterweight, but in the professional ranks. And I and near 10 and a half stone for it. And uh, it, it absolutely like gutted me. It gutted me. Like, I legs in the changing room before I went in. I, 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 I had no punch resistance when I got in the ring. I just I just wasn't myself at all. Um, I was, you know, severely dehydrated and whatnot. And um, as I say, the guy did beat me. That, that version of me that showed up that night, fair and square, so no, no excuse there. But um, I learned my lesson. I went up to light middleweight, even middleweight. So so never, um, I never lost be fair, I never really looked like losing a round again for the rest of my run. So five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So the next nine fights on a on a, on a roll. I won nine on the bounce. Um, I picked up the international master championship as well in the pros while I was doing it. And and as I don't think I lost a round um, from that point. So I was on this like massive roll. And I felt like I was gonna do something, you know. I I, I thought I was on the precipice. I think I'd just broke into the top twenty in the country, um, and so you know the big fights were there. Um, but but basically, I had a, an injury. Uh, well, I had I had a I had a scare. I had a scare with one of my brain scans where where I had to have MRI scan like that with, with boxing, and I changed my brain scan. Um, which, which doesn't mean there's any damage or anything like that, but but it's just something that that obviously can happen within pro boxing, and it can happen from punches, and it can happen from from nothing, by the way, as yeah. well. It mean nothing. But the problem I had is I, I could have carried on. This is what a lot of people don't understand. Like I, I wasn't forced. I, I could have carried on, um, but I was two or three weeks away from from my my daughter being born. Um, and I got a little bit of pressure from from my my partner and my mother uh, and and my father who 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 was my boxing cornerman, and um, and they weren't sure that that was the, the right. If this wasn't a little bit of a warning sign to get out now before yeah. or something maybe submit, um, and so and so. The truth is, we don't. We never know what we. we, we I could have gone another fifty fights and been absolutely fine, and maybe maybe won big titles and stuff like that. And I, and I may not have. Who who knows? But but I, I decided to step away uh, because of my because of my daughter at the time, um, and that was it. And I was absolutely devastated because I'd given so much of my life to professional boxing, and I felt like it had kind of been cheated from me a little bit because. I, I was 100% healthy. There was nothing wrong with me or anything like that. And I just felt like I'd, I'd been kind of forced out. Um, and that's when, 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 when like all hope was lost, I got a phone call and that was Johnny Brannigan. Uh, this was like a year later. And I'd got a bit of weight on and everything because I just kind of give up on 
living like an athlete anymore because I felt like I'd give so much time and very little back. Um, but that was me being bitter. It was, I wasn't right really in, in my kind of thought process there. And um, anyway, he rang me up and he said, Ryan, I know you've always been a big fan of pro wrestling. Uh, would you ever be interested in, in having a go at it? And like, the light bulb off and off, went off in my head and I thought, I'd love to have a go at a pro wrestling match. And so I got trained with Johnny and Sam and whatnot and we prepared. And I genuinely did think it was going to be like a one match thing. Like, you know, take it off the bucket list. Got to start. But I absolutely fell in love. I, I was already in love with it anyway. But as a form, gave all the things I thought I'd never feel again. Because of the live crowd, the sort of the competition, the athleticism, all that sort of thing, it gave me all them things and more. Um, and and that was it. I never, I've never looked back since. Yeah, and I'm sure it gave you that, it filled that void, didn't it? That desire, that hunger, that competitive uh, streak within you. Um, and it was filled with uh, professional wrestling. And um, do you miss uh, being a boxer? Do you miss kind of the, the competitive nature of being a boxer in the ring? Or has wrestling completely filled that void for you that you no longer kind of have them desires to uh, uh, lace up the gloves anymore? Uh, that again, I, that's really hard. And what I mean by that is, I, pro wrestling has been an absolute godsend. I, I love it. I love it. And, and what I will say is, if I hadn't been carried on boxing, then I'd have never got this chance. Which, yeah. which I, I would have been so disappointed not to have been able to do this. You know, so so in a way, I, I in a way, I, I am a big believer in fate and things like that. I, I feel like I'm exactly where i'm meant to be yeah. like uh, meant to happen at the time when when i when i got pulled away from boxing i, I couldn't understand it. i honestly couldn't i couldn't get my head around why it hadn't worked out with the effort i'd put in and and and, and the ability that i i believed i had uh, i couldn't understand why i'd not come what i thought i was meant to come um but now i believe that it was for this Genuinely, I'm not, I'm not highly spiritual, but I do believe that things happen for a reason. And, and, I, and I just think that I was always meant to find my way to pro wrestling. And, and uh, I am so glad that I did. But, but if, I, do, I do miss boxing. I do miss boxing because, that, again, I, I, I just like having a fight. I like having a fight. But, but pro wrestling has given me that and more. Uh, and I'm, I, I, I will always be eternally uh, be eternally grateful to pro wrestling, but I'll be eternally grateful to pro wrestling fans. That's well, that's why I try so hard because yeah. because of them, they 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 have given me a second chance. And um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll fight to the end for them now. I'll fight. To fantastic, the fantastic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this guy here and uh, uh, William Regal. Um, like I'm a huge fan of William Regal, somebody that you've got to know very well over the years. Um, but how, how did your your friendship or uh, professional relationship start with uh, Mr. Regal? Because I know that he has kind of weaved his way into your career and uh, been a big inspiration of yours, hasn't he? Oh, 100%. I mean, I mean, such a such a I mean, I've, I've talked to him about this as well, and uh, it's a funny story, but obviously, growing up as a kid watching the Attitude Era and whatnot, 
Um, I always was a massive fan um, of William Reed, um, big heel character at the time and whatnot. Uh, but the reason I was drawn to William Reed was because obviously he was announced that he was from Blackpool. Uh, yes. That's my hometown. So I, I was absolutely you know, blown away that there was someone from my hometown being represented on, on Raw and, and stuff like that. So that's where my, 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 my fandom of him came from. And then <clears throat> life just went on and I became a boxer and uh, I was fighting all over. But, but one night I, I boxed at the Winter Gardens in Blackpool um, and I had a, it was a big home local show um, and with quite a few local fighters on it. And, and we, I boxed at the, the Winter Gardens and I won at the Winter Gardens and when I was there, a friend of mine um, called Bobby Ball, who, who bless his soul, uh, passed away last year. Um, he was a big comedian in Blackpool, and he came to watch me uh, box. And he he told me that the next night at the Winter Gardens, NXT were going to be there. Um, and he knew I was a wrestling fan, and he, the reason he knew I was a wrestling fan is because when I was boxing, I always used to come down to a different wrestlers' entrance fee. That was like, uh, I'll do it, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, he said, you know, um, would you like to go to, to this NXT? And I said, I'd love to go. I'd love to go. So he said, I'm friends with William Regal. And I was like, you're joking me. Friends, I'm friends with William Regal. Um, you know, I, I can maybe get you some passes and you go backstage. Like, God, that's unbelievable. So, Anyway, me and my friends went. There's about it's about ten of us. There's pictures again on my Instagram and stuff like that. About ten of us went and we went backstage. So straight away we were putting Peter in and the feathers and everything like that. And you know we had like uh, Finn Balor going past us and Sami Zayn and all that. This is and Baron Corbin and uh, back in the NXT days. And then and then William Regal came out and he sat with us and he sat with us for about half an hour and just had a chat and talked to us and everything like that. And uh, he was an absolute gentleman. And he was so nice, and he knew that I was his friend. He knew that I was Bobby's friend, and that I, I'd boxed the night before. And he talked a little bit about that, and that was that. We then finished the conversation. We went out, watched the show, went home, and that was the end of that. And I never thought I'd see him again. And I just thought, you know, what great thing to meet like a hero going up. And then I got into pro wrestling. Then so so that was when I was boxing. Then. I think a year or two passed and I ended up retiring and then I went into pro, uh, pro wrestling with Johnny Brannigan and GPW. Um, and ironically, one of my old trainers, um, one of the, someone who, who I was training with, rang me up one day said, uh, Ryan, um, NXT UK are coming to the Winter Garden. So I said, all right. Yeah, great. He went, I'm good friends with William Regal. This is a few years later. And I said, God, that's unbelievable. I said, really? And he went, yeah. He said, would you like him to come to your gym? And I said, I'd like him to come to my gym. Yeah, 100%. He said, you know, we'll get the local paper down and we'll take a picture and you can kind of meet him and whatever. I said, yeah, fantastic. So anyway, I show up at the gym. Um, Alan Levine, who is our mutual friend, great, great friend of mine, um, and, and, and of uh, William. And he comes down and Sure enough, William Regal shows up at my gym and he comes in and the, the local prop uh, newspaper reporter shows up and can I take a few pictures of you in, in Davis Boxing Gym and they take these pictures and whatnot. And while we're doing it, he, he says to me, um, I believe you're doing a bit of wrestling. Now, I, I didn't really know he 
remembered me at this point from when he'd met me with, you know, back yeah. at the NXT. Can I believe you're doing a bit of wrestling now? And I said, yeah, yeah, I've just started. I think I, I think I'd had two matches at all for this to this point. <laughs> he says, um, right, okay, let's um, let's see what you can do then. This is the like, so no pressure. <laughs> I, uh, people in the gym, I thought, oh my god. Anyway, come on, and he just rolled his sleeves up. <laughs> he just jumped in my ring in a boxing ring. I thought, oh my god. So I got in the ring and he says, right, let's lock up. Next thing we're locking up and he fucking got me in headlocks and stuff. And I'm thinking, what do I do? Like, do 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 I do I go for it with it? Do I go for it? You know, like what what you know, how, will he respect me for going for him with it? Will it will he will he think I'm taking the piss by going for him? But, <laughs> but the, the 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 great thing was he spent about an hour. Genuinely, an hour and this footage again. I, I've got footage of that, but he, he did different holds. He showed me reversals. He showed me sort of psychology. He was everything for about an hour. He spent so much time, and um, and I was blown away. And he was so nice. That, that was the only thing I can say. Like he was such a gentleman, and, and for him to bother to to start with it, because in effect, I was a trainee at the time. Um, to even you know spend that time with me and really try and help me, um, I've always appreciated it. And, uh, and then from that day on, he, he just he, he told me that day, if you ever need anything, uh, just message me, um, and you know I, I, I'll uh, I'll always send you my my opinions on your matches and your critique matches and uh, you know any advice I can give you and whatnot. And uh, and so I have, and and we've become. You know, I, I, I consider him a very good friend now. I speak to him yeah. quite regularly. I speak to him quite regularly. See, again, which is so weird because he's just this guy I watched on TV when I was a kid. And now, now I, I you know, I, he, although he is still that thing, he is, he is genuinely my friend now. You know, he is my friend. And he, who I talk to about a lot of other things rather than wrestling as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, just, a, just one of those real weird uh, coincidences in life that I'm very grateful for. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what does he think of your your recent successes? I mean, uh, uh, like I say, obviously you you've recently become the Odyssey Pro champion. I don't know if he uh, knows too much or whether you've conversed about that, but obviously your your rise on the UK scene, your rise with companies like Odyssey and TNT, uh, can't have gone unnoticed to uh, oh. Mr. Regal. Oh, he's uh, he's a, he's a busy man. He's a busy of man. But he's got a lot of stuff on, but he's still fine time. Uh, last week to message me say congratulations on all the success and he said uh, remember to always enjoy this and that that's what I try and do absolutely absolutely and uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your gym uh, Davies I believe it's called and, and uh, do you do you run it or are you a coach there or uh, is it still within the family tell us a bit about I, the boxing gym on it uh, alongside my dad it's a 50-50 partnership um, we run uh, boxing boxing classes um, for anywhere ranging from five year old right up to my, I think my oldest client 77 so yeah uh, we're, we're, we've got quite a variety um, but but I, we kind of pride ourselves on being like a, a boxing gym for everybody because I, I believe boxing can be for everybody. Um, you don't have to be competing and, and be this sort of vicious fighter. You know, it can be just used to lose weight. It can be used for confidence boosting. It can be used for, 
young kids who were getting bullied and whatnot, and 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 a little bit of self defence is never going to do them any harm. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just a place I'm incredibly incredibly proud of. Really, you know, me and my dad have, have, have started that from nothing, and it's really blossomed and it's very very busy now. And my sister now works with me there, and she does like metafit classes for ladies and stuff like that. It's just a, it's just something that you know I'm very lucky to be able to say I do as a job. You know, I don't I don't really go to work. I, I go and teach you know my other passion to people as a job and get paid for it. So yeah, um, yeah, but again, so something I'm very proud of and uh, long may it continue. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and kind of before we kind of wrap up this uh, this fantastic interview and this episode of Wrestling with Johnners, uh, so you've been in the wrestling business for uh, about four years. So maybe you would take a year and a half off for the pandemic, but uh, you must have uh, other favourite moments, other highlights, other uh, things that you're very, very proud of that you've achieved so far in your wrestling career, other companies you've worked for as well. Um, but enlighten us on some of your other highlights and favourite memories uh, from the the last four years god i mean there's been so many i mean obviously titles are incredibly important for me because because that that is part of legacy isn't it you know, that, well when this is done for me i'll be able to say i was the tnt champion i could be able to say i was the odyssey pro wrestling champion um, and i and i hope to add to that list as well while while you know before i'm before i'm done uh so so we we we, we carry on but <clears throat> i mean as I say, in terms of big moments, I've been lucky, been really lucky to kind of experience a lot of the things that I I got to see as a kid, uh, match types and whatnot. So I've, I've had lumberjack matches, I've had boxing matches, I've had, uh, you know, um, I've had street fights, I've had, I've, yeah. I've had tails matches, I've, I've won two Royal Rumbles, you know, which, which again is, you know, huge moments for me. Um, in different companies, but I always try and pick companies when I can um, that that kind of speak to me as well. Uh, and and what I mean by that is, I I, I primarily work for 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 family orientated wrestling shows uh, because that and the reason I, I do that is because is that that kind of what wrestling is to me, and and, and that doesn't mean that it, it, it is the definitive thing it's just this is what it's to me i grew up as a child watching them and so i remember how much i held for the for these men and women um of, of you know i thought they were just the superheroes you know and so i always try and perform you know in wrestling shows because i think it's important to try and be something like that for for kids watching wrestling i think that's what it can be and it, it that's when it transcends just something like like having a wrestling match it, it, it can be so much more than that and the companies i work for like odyssey like tnt like grand pro like future shock like uh the kingdom like knockout um so things I can't forget anybody. I can't forget anybody. Uh, <laughs> That's a good list already. Like Vessel Island again. Yeah. The, these are massive companies, um, and, and and now one of the more newest ones on the scene, Soft Pro. Again, yeah. doing, doing amazing things. I try and wrestle for these companies that 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 you know are for all ages as well, because that's what I want it to be. Um, and and the kids get a great thing out of it. The parents and 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 the adults, you know, 
they get something out of it as well because that's what wrestling can be. It's for everybody. I, I think it's for everybody anyway, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the companies I work for um, and, and nearly all of them, if not all of them, I think it is all of them, they all do other things as well. Um, that's yeah. kind of... They, they do things that, that uh, transcend um, actions. So what I mean by that is Wrestle Island example, but, but they all do it. Um, they, 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 they give to, to worthy causes. They, they, you know, they, they do money for food food banks and stuff like that, and they, they raise money and they, they do it for things and for local the local community in Birkenhead. Yeah, they really make an effort to to make what is in effect a wrestling show something that can can be much bigger than that and benefit you know poor people and hungry people and do all that sort of stuff and and that matters that 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 sort of stuff is what matters especially as i'm getting older that that's the sort of stuff i want to be involved in things that that you can help people with and you can do it while entertaining them which is which is even better you know um i said to you before odyssey when they helped that family you know that meant something to me um and, and, and that's what I'm going to strive to do in every company. I know TNT are forever uh, raising money for different causes and they've just done that for that, for that little girl, which was, which was so nice. But yeah. it goes on. And, and, and there isn't a company that I work for that haven't or, or don't try to do things to, to help um, communities. And, that, and that, that matters to me. So, yeah, um, absolutely love being a pro wrestler. I, I adore being a pro wrestler. It's a massive but, but also, while what for however long this little wave lasts, I want to try and do as much with it away from wrestling as well, and um, that will benefit people uh, as I can. Absolutely, and uh, I'm going to leave the final question to one of our viewers, and he sent a question through via YouTube earlier on, and it's a friend of the show, Richie. Uh, what dream opponents do you have in 2023? So uh, he's asked for three there, but are there any in particular that you have uh, on the horizon, or any that you'd like to face that you haven't done so already that you think would be a good match for yourself, or uh, an interesting, uh, an interesting combination, an interesting uh, match between you and uh, a dream opponent? Right, that's that's really tough because there's, there's so many people I'd like to. Bring. Yeah. Um, God, um, who would I like to wrestle? Now, Rich has really put you on the spot here. So, uh, <laughs> hardest question of the day. I mean, one 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 of the guys who who I'm, I've become good friends with within pro wrestling, um, but but I just love as a character. Um, and I love I love what he does. Is is JJ Webb? Um, yeah. he, he's actually just been announced today. Uh, strangely, before I came on here, he's going to be wrestling always in his debut. Well done, JJ Webb. But um, yeah, it, I, th I think me and him could tell a good story. I think I think there's a story to be told there with his character and mine. I think that's a, a match that could you know would definitely uh, put bums on seats. Who else would I like to wrestle? That is putting on me in the spot because I'll miss so many. Of them. <laughs> I know I've wrestled a lot. Of, you know, like I'd like to wrestle other guys who I've already wrestled so many times. Like I've wrestled Joey O, Joey Hayes, and I've wrestled uh, Lance Rivera, who I absolutely love wrestling. I love wrestling them too. I love wrestling Rick Marcus, and it goes on and on and on. If I have yeah. to be put, 
have to be put on the spot rather than give you another two. I'll just say if Steve Austin wants to come back at retirement one more time, there's the there is my dream match. There you go. There we go. There we go. And I think that definitely answers Richie's question, but uh, that's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, but uh, before we ask you for your socials and before we sign off this fantastic episode of Wrestling with Jonathan, I just need to quickly highlight um, who my guests are for the month of May. Now, I did reveal this in my interview with Niwa a couple of days ago, um, but uh, I think it deserves another quick mention because we've got a loaded schedule for the month of May. And let me just remove uh, Rich's question there. Um, and the first one, uh, next week is going to be a super crazy week for me. I've got three live interviews next week, starting on Monday, Monday the 1st of May at 8 p.m. live. I've got uh, Farmstrong, Toby Valentine, uh, uh, say a young tough big wrestler that's doing some good things in the south and the southwest of the uk i've seen him wrestle recently for southwest wrestling in tewksbury um but uh, a, 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 a young guy that's making waves in the south and the southwest of the uk i can't wait to speak to toby valentine next monday the first of may 8 p.m and then wednesday the third i've got uh, the freshest the flyest, the finest, Harrison Leon, doing some great things um, over in uh, UBW in Bedfordshire, Sacrifice Pro, um, and I think he's recently appeared in uh, Roy Johnson's latest Everything Patterns show from a couple of weeks ago, so that's going to be a pleasure to speak to Harrison Leon on Wednesday the 3rd, next Wednesday, 8 o'clock, and then I said that next week's going to be a packed week, the 3rd uh, live interview of the week is going to be next Friday uh, when I speak to the promoter of Immortal Wrestling in my neck of the woods, uh, Westbury in Wiltshire, um, ahead of their next live show on uh, Saturday the 27th of May from the Venom Nightclub. And uh, Jay White, uh, not that Jay White, but promoter Jay White will be on the show uh, talking all about the next show and hyping up uh, Immortal Combat from the Venom Nightclub in Westbury the 27th of May. And then on the 10th of May, I've got the Prince of Pace, Callum Newman coming onto the show. I've been wanting to get this guy on the show for a little while now, and it's finally happening in the run-up to Super Strong Style later on in May. Uh, but uh, Callum Newman, he's had some fantastic outings in 2023, and I've seen him many, many times for progress in the last 12 months. But the Prince of Pace, Callum Newman, will be on the show uh, on, I think it's Wednesday, the 10th of May. So a lot of things going on within the first couple of weeks. And then we celebrate episode 300. I mentioned uh, this earlier on, but uh, Monday, the 15th of May, I will have none other than Nina Samuels coming on to this show for episode 300. She's going to be gracing us with her presence. Uh, that's going to be a fantastic milestone episode with Nina Samuels, uh, an amazing guest for an amazing episode, um, a landmark episode as well. But uh, some pretty stacked guests there, RPD, and I'm sure one or two of them you might may or may not be familiar with. I know, I know Toby well. I know Toby. Um, Toby just debuted uh, last couple of shows for us as well. And he's an incredible talent. Incredible yeah. talent. Yeah, um, top guy for sure. Bright future. Very. I, I expect big things from yeah, absolutely. So, RPD, as we kind of uh, bring this episode of Wrestling with Jonas to a close, an opportunity now for you to uh, tell us where my listeners, where my friends, fans, followers can reach out to you, learn a bit more about RPD, where they can reach out and say hi, maybe see some of your footage or just follow you on social media. And if it helps, uh, if I can find it, um, I've got your socials running along the bottom of the screen there for Instagram and Twitter. But the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, I mean, obviously... If they I'd, I'd love you to follow the journey. The journey isn't done yet. We've still got we've still got things to do. So if you can uh, if you can follow me on Twitter, uh, RPD Fire, or um, Instagram, RP Davis. 
Um, yeah, I'd love you. I'd love to you to follow what what I'm doing and what I'm up to. Um, in terms of the companies I work for, so so I get it right. Let me let me go through. Yeah. So I, you want to follow Soft Pro? If you want to follow Future Shock, you want to follow Grand Pro Wrestling. If you want to follow Wrestle Island, if you want to follow the Kingdom of Wrestling, if you want to follow Knockout Wrestling, and if you want to follow TNT Wrestling. Or Odyssey Pro Wrestling. There we go. Got them all. I've got them all. Indeed. Here we go. But uh, a great collection of companies that you've worked for and uh, doing some great things. Um, but uh, any final words from RPD? And like I say, you've, you've uh, had a great journey in boxing, a great journey in pro wrestling, and it feels like it's only just got started. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that's exactly how I feel. I, I, I touched upon it before, but um, the things I've done as a as a boxer is is me it's part of me it will always be part of me i'm very very proud of it and but i do feel like fate has brought me to to this, to this um which is like a childhood dream come true so it's now about finishing uh sorry to pardon the pun but finishing the story properly and finishing it on my terms as well you know i want to I never got to finish boxing on the terms I wanted. It kind of got snatched away, and now I realise why. And and this is my opportunity to to put my final exclamation mark on 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 my sort of athletic career, um, and and I, I look forward to doing it. Absolutely, and I'm going to flash up this picture one more time. Look at that. Look at that. It doesn't get much better than the TNT Ignition Champion and the Odyssey Pro Heavyweight Champion. But uh, RPD, it's been a pleasure speaking to you for uh, an hour and a half now. It's been an absolute honour and a privilege to speak to you and uh, for being a fantastic guest. But uh, RPD, RP Davies, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we'll see you at the shows, my friend. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you.